0: Welcome back to the First Cup Podcast with Kyle Porter here on CBS Sports. I am Chip Patterson. That is Kyle Porter. And as one of the uh, – I don't, I don't know there are – I know there are many, many golf podcasts uh, across the land, across the interwebs, Kyle, but I do feel like we have given a large amount of our audio space and the hard drives here at the Palatial Patterson Studios. We've got to be at least one of the top two or three in terms of mentioning Xander Shoffley before he got his third career win at the WGC HSBC <laughs> Champions. I mean, we have been, we have spent more time dissecting who Xander Schauffele is and what his trajectory is, I would say than most other golf podcasts.
1: That's a that's a uh quite a niche uh golf podcast that have mentioned Xander Schauffele before his third win. I that's, mean, that's that's hyper hyper local content right there. Hey, and
0: that's and we're, that's what we get to uh, charge the big ad dollars for. Shout out to Top Golf. Um, so I mean, but we've uh, like are are the loyal listeners of this podcast, uh, of which we are very thankful, and I know that there are many. Like we have spent a lot of time with Xander. Did it feel like this win against a star-studded field? Did it did it feel like this had any any bit of affirmation, or do you look at this as more of a stepping stone uh, for Shawfley in his career?
1: Man, I don't know what to do with these fall events because they count. obviously yes. they're. They're important. Um, but I just don't, don't you get the feeling this time of year that guys are just like, yeah, whatever. Who won? Xander won? Okay. Like, I'm talking about people that are in the tournament.
0: Oh, you mean like even, even the competitors aren't even that, seem all that invested in, in wondering that, who won? Like, right, Ricky's not hanging around to shake the hand of anybody on the 18th green <laughs> at these tournaments.
1: I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, I mean, obviously, like, Justin Rose and and Tony Finau were were pretty invested because winning a tournament like that at any time of the year is a big deal. I just don't know. Like I I'm, I would be curious to know whether if you polled everybody whether they'd w- rather win that tournament or win say uh, Torrey Pines in January. I mean, it's obviously Tory Pines, right? I would think, yeah. But like, but but it's a WGC, it's a ton of money, it's a ton of world rankings points. So I I just I, I don't know. I, I do have some stats. I got some Xander stats for you. Are you ready for this?
0: Xander stats. Xander <laughs> stats.
1: Yeah, go for it. So he's played in thirty three PGA Tour events, and he's won three of them, which is a lot. That's nine nine percent of the time. That's a better pace than. Are you ready for these names? I'm ready. Jordan Spieth. Hmm. Ricky Fowler. Hmm. Rory McIlroy. Justin Thomas. Dustin Johnson. Bryson DeChambeau.
0: Did you just name all the Ryder Cup, basically? None of
1: of those names had more than one win in their first 33 events. Zero. Hmm. And Xander's got three. Rory had two in his first 35. DJ had two in his first 37. The fastest of three was Rory. He won three in 40. And Xander's seven tournaments ahead of that pace. Now now he's starting older, right, in terms
0: of his career starts?
1: Yes. But also Rory started a little bit older, too, because he played European tour for a while and then came over. Uh, well, how old is Xander? Is 28. No, he's not 28. Is he twenty three? Hold on, I think he's twenty three. Why did I have him as twenty eight? No, he's twenty five. So, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, so older in the middle there. Um, so yes, I think that matters. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's nothing. But in terms of experience, <clears throat> he doesn't have that much experience yet, and he's already won three times. I, I just, I, I don't know. That 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 matters. That's a big deal, and I don't feel like we are making it as big of a deal as maybe it is. Now, part of that is because it happened at 3 in the morning in China, which, by the way, I was still up after the Oklahoma State-Texas game. I uh, saw the end of it, uh, did not go to sleep. Um, Were you, did but, you stay in Stillwater, or is that after coming home? Uh, no, that was in Stillwater, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just – Jacked. It was just, it was just right Ky- into Kyle the just golf. jacked yeah just right into the golf but um yeah I it's pretty impressive three three of us the first 33 events uh are, are wins and I I just think that he needs to be talked about in the conversation of like why why, why do we not talk about Xander and Ricky Fowler in the same conversation going into 2019 I think we should in terms of Star power, you know, does this does this person have a chance to win this tournament? All those types of things, uh, threats at major championships. I think he should be in that conversation. Wow. Yeah, I
0: mean, I can't disagree. In terms of like, if we're handicapping, uh, if we're handicapping, rant, you know, uh, if we're handicapping Tory Pines in January, I think that Xander's as much of a threat as Ricky Fowler. Why? Why am I still going to keep Xander? Or, is it is it just the longevity? Is it me being unwilling to bump Ricky Fowler from a certain tier or status? I mean, I I've got Xander in the same conversation right now as I do with the guy who finished runner up, Tony Finau,
1: and I put yeah, them to, I put them together. Well, and Finau's won like what one of his first one hundred and twenty PGA Tour events. Yeah, but he's also shot in the sixties like five thousand four hundred and twenty times. It's true, <laughs> and if you and if you pull it back and you say. That was a really random number, by the way. If you pull it back and say, okay, how many how many top 20s does Xander have? Now he drops down a little bit. Uh, he's got 20, or excuse me, he's got 11 top 20s in his first 33 events. That's worse than Jordan Speeth. That's worse than Rory McIlroy in their first 33 events. So he's kind of he's kind of middle of the pack with those guys. But still, this is middle of the pack with guys like Rory Speeth, JT, DJ, Deshambo, and Fowler. That's a that's a really good list. So we should be
0: talking about Xander more, or do you think that this only primes for 2019 to be a leap
1: year for him? I think we should be talking about him more. Mm. I mean, I I, I just – he he talked about this a little bit in, in his press conference afterward, but just he didn't – he was like, I had no idea what I was doing when I won Greensboro and when I won the Tour Championship in 2017. And he's like, I part of me feels like – still feels that same way. Like I don't really know what I'm doing, but – he he just sort of insinuated like he has more of a grasp of like what it takes to win a a tournament and he, I think you mature a lot when you win and when you win early I mean we saw that with Spieth he just learned how to win and I think we might be seeing that with Xander a little bit right now too
0: poor man's Jordan Spieth poor man's Justin Thomas or shove it chip he's a rich man Xander Shoffley
1: <laughs> I I think I think there's I I just His game, I think, is more Speethian than JT. Uh, when I think of Xander, I think of, um, a really good approach shots and a really good short game. And that's kind of what, what Speeth has been. Uh, not, not as much like overpowering like a, like a JT or, I don't know. JT, JT is like a little bit of an outlier in that he does everything really, really well. Um, like, he's, like, top 30 in, I think, almost every Strokes Gain category. Really? So, wow. so he's, kind of, he's kind of a tough person to compare to. Like, he's not elite at any one thing, but he's, like, awesome at everything. Uh, but, yeah, I, I could see some speeth in there. Right. I don't think he's going to – I'm not saying he's going to have speed career. I think Speeth's an all-timer, and I think Xander is – I still don't know what he is. I think he's good, but I don't think he's going to be Jordan Speeth.
0: Over under Xander Shoffley in the 2019 calendar year one and a half wins.
1: Mm. God, you're, you've been nailing these numbers recently. Uh, I'll go over. I'm in. I'm in on Xander. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not like personally in. I don't. Well, I don't like. I'm not compelled by his game. But I'm. I think he's better than uh, he's maybe advertised.
0: What separates Patrick Reed and Xander Shoffley at an average twenty nineteen event?
1: In terms of like their performance or what? Or expectations. It shouldn't be anything. I right? mean, I, I think that Okay. And that's
0: I'm I'm trying to add like I really liked your Ricky Fowler. I'm trying to see who else is is gonna be occupying that space. Because you've there's the top tier where as you've said before, if you know, so-and-so shows up and does this one, th- like if Rory shows up in putts well, he's got to finish in the top 10. Like he, you have those stars that you just say, if, if they walk onto the golf course, they should have a certain expectation to separate themselves from the field in a given tournament. Like that's, that is not where Xander Shoffley is. But then there's a, another tier that's right there where there is uh, high expectations and that's
1: where you're putting him. Next best. Yeah. I mean, he's ranked ahead of Jordan Spieth right now in the world rankings. I mean, I, I would put him with uh, – so if, if the first tier is like the DJ, are, are we sure Rory's on that tier right now? Wow. I know. Did you see his, his, his scores at, the, at, the, at China? Is he lost? He shot a 76. He didn't play well in China. And I, I just I I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Um. So who else? All right. So keep keep going with this. So the t- uh, top okay. tier is your your DJ Justin Thomas, Justin, Justin Rose, Rose, Kepka. Yeah.
1: I guess. I mean, Kepka no. If mate.
0: if Kepco shows up to an event, I expect him to be top ten minimum.
1: Uh, Tiger. Yeah. I I could be talked into Tiger being so. If that's your first tier, then I think the second tier is like uh Bryson I think it's Rom I think it's Jason Day I think it's Fowler I think it's Fleetwood I think it's Xander I think Spieth for me is probably still in the top top like with the with the JT and and uh DJ and I think I think Rory is too for me uh I think Final's in the second tier I think Reed I think uh Hideki uh Webb is in there he's kind of played himself into there yeah well I mean let's not
0: beef it up too much I mean then 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 you get start getting into world class golfers who <laughs> have have like world class golfers who you expect to play well at these tournaments. Yeah. Well, I, well Web, Web doesn't show up. I mean, I love Webb, but Webb's not showing up every single time that he's in a tournament and I'm like top 10 lock right
1: there. Yeah, but but he kind of did in 2018, right? That's kind of that's kind of my that's kind of what I'm saying. So, and so you have, are, are you have we this, trying
0: to make our adjustments to our tiers basically? Like we've got to tinker with the system, with the process? Well,
1: that's, the, that's the thing. Like based on their career trajectory, like Webb probably doesn't deserve to be in that second tier. But also like Rory doesn't deserve to be in the first tier based on how he played in 2018. So it, it, I, I don't – there's some like uh, algorithm where like you, you mesh like career with current form and and like put it all together but i i think that i don't know i put a lot of stock in current form and that's why i'm sort of questioning like whether rory deserves to be in that tier one
0: or why web web should web should based on current form be in tier two if he shows up you're like that's yeah i mean he should he should absolutely be on the first page of the leaderboard on sunday when we flip it on after church like that's yeah, that's sure. what you he expect
1: it doesn't feel like it because you're like, Oh, just because of name recognition. But he had, I'm looking it up. I think he had like 10 top tens in 2018. No, I mean he was,
0: he was one of the best players, uh, of the, of the 2018
1: season. He had nine top tens in 2018, 16 top 25s out of 26 events. So yeah, I mean, that's first, second page every week. Um,
0: what about all right. So any, any other, we got Xander. we got a lot of Xander. any other
1: Xander stat, Xander stats that you got around? <laughs> no, that was the main one. I, I just found it and I didn't really write about it. I probably should have, but I just find it pretty astonishing that he's won three of his first 33 PGA tour events. By the way, shout out to data golf. They do a great job of kind of compiling all this to where you can read it. And, uh, I, I use their site a lot. So shout out to data golf. Um, yeah any
0: other any other big takeaways from uh the hSBC champions
1: uh Tony Finau needs to get a dub you know uh I think that he is like the poster boy right now for the thing we always talk about with Fowler where it's like winning is kind of overrated but it's also kind of underrated too right and he's just like he's like him and Fowler are like like, he's, he's embodying Fowler's career over the last, like, four months. He, he's got all these, like, runners-up and top tens, and but he hasn't won. And you're like, wait, Final has only – he only has one win, and it was at Puerto Rico in an opposite field event? How is that possible? But that's kind of where we're at right now. So, I don't know. He needs to win. I think he will. Uh, Justin Rose is a machine. He's got, like, six straight top tens just all over the point. Like, he – if if they if there was a tournament held on Mars and everybody like like Elon Musk put everybody in a spaceship to get there, I would be most confident that Justin Rose would finish in the top ten. <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't matter where they play. He's just a, he's just a machine.
0: I again, and we've we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think that Justin Rose's like Justin Rose and Webb Simpson both just playing like some of the best golf of their careers right now is pretty fun. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, the big influx of young talent, we got obsessed with a lot of 23, 24 year olds. And it's like, nah, they're like, this is, this, this is a place where it can all come full circle
1: in your career too. Well, and even like Francesco Molinari. So we're talking about guys, Henrik Stenson in recent years, we're talking about guys who have always been, I, I think I mentioned this on here. I talked to somebody when we were at, um, up in New York at at Beth Page and played a, a couple other courses. Somebody had played on the mini tours and he was like, he's like, you know, I just looked around and I was like, I'm I've never been and I will never be the best player in my like age group. And I asked him, I was like, who who was? And he was like, Webb. He's like, Webb's my age. And when we were 16, he was the best player. When we were 18, he was the best player. When we were 22, he was the best player. Now I'm 30; he's the best player. And it's like that's never going to change. And you're just you're seeing these guys who are always the best player in their generation, uh, kind of not reintroduce themselves, but just continue to prove uh, that they're that they're still there. And it's and it's fun when those guys like you look at somebody like Hunter Mayhan, who is also in that class, but he he sort of went away for a variety of different reasons. I think it's fun to have the best players from each generation still kind of duking it out for all of these uh, PGA Tour titles.
0: If you want to be the best in your age group, well, maybe you're not measuring yourself against uh, the Webb Simpsons and the Justin Roses of the world. Maybe you're just measuring yourself against your group of friends. Maybe you're just measuring yourself against uh, the other people who play at your local links or your club, and you're trying to shave some strokes off that score well you can get that done at top golf because all the things that you love about top golf that's also available along with a lesson from a certified instructor Top Golf coach is the opportunity to go to Top Golf, enjoy the amenities and get an instruction from a certified instructor and you can do that today and book a lesson at topgolf.com/lessons. Once again that's topgolf.com/lessons. You go online, you book it, you show up, your certified instructor is there to help you sip, swing, uh, have fun, enjoy everything. It's tons of fun and you get better at golf. It's the best thing you could ask for. It's Top Golf Coach. Book a lesson today at topgolf.com/lessons. Once again, that's topgolf.com/lessons. Excited about this weekend. Uh, we are going to Las Vegas. TPC Summerlin. Um we get a we get to see we got Finau, Bryson, Webb, Ricky, Jordan, Cantley, your boy Cameron Champ. Also, your God, just all of Kyle's boys in this field. How are you even going to manage yourself?
1: Okay, so to be clear, we are not going to Las Vegas, uh, although I, I wish we were. That would be great. Um, but yeah, it, it really like, uh, with Fowler and Spieth entering this field, it's kind of it's got a little juice. I mean, I was looking at this a couple years ago. Rod Pampling beat Brooks Kepka by like two strokes two years ago. Uh, and Rod the Pampling
0: most, is still talking about it.
1: Not the, Yeah, <laughs> I would be not the most exciting Shriners ever. Um, I think it could be fun this weekend. I'm excited about, uh, Spieth's first event, even though he tried to convince everyone that he really, really, really wanted to play this tournament and Mexico, even though I think we all know what actually happened, um, which was him not, uh, getting enough events in last year. And so, yeah, but no, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Uh, Cameron Champ is fascinating. We haven't really talked about him, but he won the Sanderson Farms last week. And um, he he is a, he's an intriguing guy. You know, I was looking at his age also. I think he's 23 and man, it is such a, it's such a reminder of like what Spieth was doing at 19 and 20 cuz you're like oh Cameron Champ he's the, he's next Bryson and the future Xander Shaffley there you know this next generation it's like yeah by that age like Spieth had a couple majors <laughs> yeah. like five or six times i mean it it's uh, like he's i think we just get we kind of recycle guys and we kind of go like roll through them and just figure out what the next one is and it's like yeah Speed's still the he's still the one like he's still the man him and him and JT um but yeah, Champ was it was great last week watching him. That was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, should be a should be a fun tournament. Why is he must
0: watch status?
1: Well, because he he hits he averages three forty off the tee. Mm. Like not uh not for one event. That's what he averaged on the Web dot com last year. Gracious. Yeah. Is the he and, and, and like hits fairways too? Uh. Not very many last week. I think he had 26 of 56. But when you're playing it, and it, that's what's going to be interesting. Like you get these courses like Augusta, even wide open, and you can kind of just, you know. I mean, I guess it's different because you have to place. It's not just like an open field, but you're not going to lose a lot of balls. Mm. And we've seen it with Bubba, who's just like just let it fly, you know. So, um. You know, I think it gets a little lost on people that he gained like, I think nine strokes with his putter last week. That's not going to happen that often. Um, but if you watch his move on the ball with his driver, there's a, there's a, I, I tweeted this out. There's a PGA Tour uh, on the PGA Tour Twitter account. There's a video of him hitting this just, just tragic drive that went like, I don't know, whatever, 350. And his his move on the ball is not; it doesn't look that violent. He's just he's just a freak. I mean, he is the way he swings it is unbelievable, and uh, that's fun. It's fun to have guys that are unique and um, interesting, and it's got a great name. I'm big on names. Awesome name, Matthew Wolf is yeah. coming. When yeah, is he going to go pro? Uh, well, hopefully not till May. Is that from the Oklahoma State golf (laughs) fan? Yeah. Like the day after the NCAAs, I hope, is when he goes pro.
0: Okay. Is there a chance that it might even happen before then?
1: Well, you had the – so Peter Uline and and Jordan Spieth both turned pro in December uh, right before, like, the new year. And I don't know if that was strategic in terms of getting into tournaments and trying to earn their way onto the PGA Tour. I don't think Wolf is going to do that, but (laughs) – uh, he's won three times in four events this fall, so it might be on the table. I don't know.
0: So, because when you describe Cameron Champ, that is the that, is, that sounds like similar to Matthew Wolf intrigue for me.
1: Yeah, but, uh, great names for both of them too, and great names for both of them. Okay, are, so, you a, are, are you a name guy?
0: Yes and no. I mean, um, you get me more with names when it comes to Big Twelve quarterbacks. Like when I, when I can find a good Texas Tech Sam, quarterback Sam named D- or Dax, yeah, you know, like
1: I if, got I got Dax Garmin issues though.
0: So, what about uh, Buckshot Calvert at Liberty? <laughs> you know, like I like Kobe Buffalo meat at Illinois State. <laughs> like, yeah, I I got, I got I got I'm some name some names work, but I'm probably more about name fitting the personality
1: yeah i think i think for me it's this is part of the thing like this sounds so dumb like i i realize how like how much of an idiot i sound when i say this but i think that's part of the deal with xander like a negative yeah yeah i see it absolutely like you, like you hear like ricky fowler and you're like yeah yeah that's yeah yep. <laughs> and you hear, you're like, is it Xander Shafeli or sh- or like, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, and I think that's part of it. Like that's part of the, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's part of like marketing and, and all these other things. And so when you have like, uh, Jordan Spieth or, uh, Dustin Johnson, like those are just, they just sound awesome. Like they sound like they'd be awesome at golf and they are, I don't know, this is a rabbit hole.
0: That's yeah, we can't go too far. All right, what about Spieth? What do you, what do you think, what are the expectations for Spieth here? Um, and as as we start to look at him and, you know, it was so funny as we were talking about the the current form versus, you know, your career and your potential, it reminds me of, and of course we're sitting here in the middle of college football season, college football playoff ranking mania, it reminds me of best versus most deserving, right? Like, like the like Jordan Spieth is probably best but the recent product is not does not suggest that he would always have the like the most deserving or I guess in this case for golf the word we were using is current form like best yes current form that leaves some questions for you what are we thinking that we're going to see from him at the shriners
1: Isn't that what's great about golf though it's it's always a meritocracy there's no like well Alabama had the best recruiting class I know they lost to a- tennessee last you know whatever like it's just your score is your score yeah i think that's what made tiger's comeback so great like he couldn't there was no like oh well they're they're just awarding him this tournament because his name's tiger woods no he's just he just shot better scores than everybody
0: then everybody every one of the top 30 golfers from
1: this season i i just think that i think that part of it is so compelling but yeah, in terms of Spieth, you know, I was looking at his numbers. I'm doing uh, a short post on the site just about um, where he was in 2015, which is unsustainable, uh, versus where he was in 2017, which I think is sustainable. That's he won three. So 2017, he won three times. He won the Open. I think that's sort of his benchmark. Like we're we're, we're I think we're basing everything off of a three win one major season for Spieth. I think that's fair. I think that is something that he can live up to. Is he going to do it every year? No, of course not. But I think that's sort of like the benchmark for him. And then I was looking at 2018. He only had five top tens in 2018. Uh, His closest uh, victory was at Augusta, which was like a Hail Mary. He basically had to shoot 62 in the final round to get into a playoff. Didn't do it. Uh, And he didn't win. And so – I started looking at his stats. Uh, the The biggest difference, honestly, between 17 and 18, he dropped from 39th in putting to 136th, which is just a, just egregious. Uh, everything else, he dropped off a little in approach shots and um, shots around the green. But the biggest the biggest difference was his putter. And I thought it was interesting. He talked in his press conference on Tuesday at Shriners about how. Yes, the putting was bad, but he felt like that got better as the year went on and his other stuff got worse. So his driving, he felt like got worse. His iron play got worse uh, and, and all these other things. So um, I don't know, man. I, I just – i he he keeps trying to convince people that it's not in his head. It's not in his head. He seems like the kind of person where it could get in his head a little bit.
0: Oh, so listen! Really- it's uh, like there is nothing more relatable than hearing Jordan Spieth say that right when he gets starts working on one part of his game, the rest of it falls apart. I mean, isn't that the most relatable thing you could hear from a golfer?
1: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: And, and so, so I- and so, it's definitely in his head because it would be in my head a hundred
1: percent. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, it's mostly mechanical and like, I feel like this is good for me long term, And it's like, well, maybe I hope <laughs> so. I mean, I'd love for you to win five times in a year. That's great for us and it's fun, but I'm interested to see cause he got off to a, a really bad start putting wise, uh, in 2018. I'm I'm interested to see if it starts better for him in, in 20, whatever season we're in. I don't, I don't, I barely know what year it is much less what season. Um, so yeah, I I think that's going to be and obviously we're not going to learn a ton from the Shriners, but I'm interested to see how he starts out.
0: So again, this is just moving off of uh my sort my notes and my general observations through the hours of live blogging uh in the last of last season. I felt like Jordan's putter would come and go like not from within a tournament, like one round to an round, and then even within a round. Like I, 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 there w- I swear there were three, four hole runs where he would start pouring it in again, and then he would lose it. Like it is, it is really fast. Like his statistics on the season were very, very bad, but I promise you that it was still there a yeah. little
1: bit at times. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And so we saw that the Ryder Cup, right? I mean, he was awesome over the first couple of days. JT was probably better, but Spieth was really good. They were so good as a team. And then he gets just housed by Thorborn Olsson on Sunday. Yeah. And you're like, nah, well, okay, like, I, you know, I I, it, I don't know. It Like that was sort of the – that was kind of the uh, – like a microcosm of a season. You know, like you would see the 64 on Sunday at Augusta. And then you'd see like a seventy-five on Thursday at uh, Memorial, and you're, I, I don't I don't know what he shot at Memorial, but um, I don't know. The, he he is he has been so consistent throughout his career, and so I, I have to I have to err on the side of like that's who he is, and twenty eighteen is not who he is. But um, I don't know that has to get in your head a little bit. He's ranked below Xander right now. Yeah,
0: he's he is
1: not the favorite. At this tournament. Yeah. Tony Fino is. Mm. Did you think, did you think uh, this time last year that Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods would be within one world ranking spot of each other? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Will Gray of Golf Channel pointed that out, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Mm. Goodness gracious. Uh, who's your pick to win? I have got uh, Chesson Hadley winning this tournament. Sick. And now I get to do my little snap of the fingers for him. Pick up some Bojangles on the way home. Love it. Shout out to Chesson. I hope he wins. Yeah. But- he finished second at in Malaysia a couple of weeks ago. I feel like he's um, – I don't know if he's underrated, but I, I feel like he just flies under the radar. He made, I don't know, two or three mil on tour last year.
0: That man is seven foot two. He flies under no radar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had seven top 10s, 13 top 25s last season. He was really good. He's a good player. Yeah. It's a good player. That'd be awesome. Uh, who's your sleeper? Uh my sleeper is Sam Burns. He finished T3 behind Cameron Champ last week. Another really good young guy and I don't know. I feel like the fall is such a time for guys like that to that are like fired up and hungry to go play. Like it, you know, you've got these You've got these. Like, is Jordan Spieth really fired up about Vegas in November? Maybe. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. Is Sam Burns so he can get a win and get into you know the the capola and and you know get up in in the world rankings points and all this stuff? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think that stuff matters a little bit this time of year, but he's sixty six to one. Wow,
0: uh, should be fun. You can follow him. On Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS.
1: You can follow me at Chip underscore
0: Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.